Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Well, it is that time of year once more. This is now the seventh annual mock-off season. Absolutely crazy to think about that. How's it going, guys? It's going great. Yes! (laughs) And yet again, I muted myself. A tradition unlike any other. (laughs) Oh, no, well, you and I just talked over each other. We do that plenty. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, so if this is your first time here, what we're going to do is I'm going to be the player agent. Danny LaRue of this podcast and The Athletic, Dan Feldman of NBC Sports, and Kevin Pelton of ESPN are going to split up the 30 teams among them, GM them, and we're going to try and find homes for all of these free agents in this 2021 offseason. One thing we're going to do a little bit differently than we'd like to do is we're going to have to actually do just a first top six or so mock draft. Normally, we would be doing this between the draft and free agency, but since that's a approximately a three-hour period this year, we're not able to do that. So let's get started here. Why don't you guys each uh, introduce your teams? Uh, why don't we start with you, KP? I have the Brooklyn Nets, who are starting this offseason, obviously, over the tax, looking to re-sign a couple of key contributors and maybe add some veteran depth in the front court. Danny? The Miami Heat are looking to build the best possible team for this coming season, and we can choose between staying over the cap and having roughly $21 million in space. The, the New York Knicks have about $51 million in cap space. They're looking to get good players, especially at point guard. It could be re-signing their own guys or getting outside free agents. The Dallas Mavericks have up to $26 million in cap space and are looking to add the best free agent possible. Uh, we have a couple of business items beforehand. We're uh, guaranteeing the contract of Jalen Brunson, declining our team option on Willie Cauley-Stein. And part of the reason that that cap space is not quite what I wrote on this sheet, so I was estimating, is because we are making a trade, assuming that these players opt in, which we'll have to go to the player agent for. Uh, we, we intend to trade Josh Richardson to the Portland Trailblazers for Derek Jones Jr. Yeah, both those guys have player options. and I think that's a better situation for Derek Jones Jr., and he wasn't going to get uh, that number. 9.7 million in free agency most likely this year so that's an easy opt-in and as josh richardson's player agent you know we're looking for a change of scenery i guess we'll see what ends up happening with norman powell but clearly there are plenty of minutes uh, available at the two and three position and just a, a better chance uh, to re-establish my value so i will opt into that 11.6 million dollars uh, and you know, obviously that would have had to have happened before we knew about this trade, but uh, neither of my clients are unhappy about this trade. Well, that that's like the most exciting start to the mock off season in all these years. We we're not even through the intros. We got a, a fairly significant trade. <laughs> Well, yeah, the Philadelphia, one really the Phil- nice deck chair exchange for another. The Philadelphia 76ers hope the exciting trade trend continues because we're looking to find a new home for Ben Simmons, bringing back players and pieces that can help us right away. 
Um, we're open to add. We'd like to add a primary ball handler that could space the four and fit, fit with Joel Embiid. We don't have cap space, but we're roughly fourteen million below the tax. Um, and so there are some hard cap issues depending on how all this happens. The Memphis Grizzlies are declining Justice Winslow's team option for thirteen million, so it leaves oh. us about twenty-two million dollars in cap space. What are we going to do with it? We've got no idea. We're fairly deep. We have no obvious needs. Maybe we'll be a dumping ground if anybody's trying to unload some bad contracts. What does that mean? It is you. Sorry, uh, Denver Nuggets uh, are working likely with some form of the mid-level exception. Which one depends on whether we can re-sign Will Barton, some of our other key free agents. We want to do that while avoiding the luxury tax and. Uh, uh, we will be making one move beforehand, hand, which is waving block coach Chanchar before his 2021-22 salary guarantees. The San Antonio Spurs are looking to use our $49.5 million in cap space, depending on which bird guys we retain, to add talent that makes sense with our long-term vision of the franchise. What that long-term vision is, we'll have to see. Um, and we'll we'll think about which of our veterans we want to retain, but we're not looking to keep those guys on a long-term deal unless it's very friendly to what we're looking for. The Charlotte Hornets have functionally about $21 million to resign Malik Monk, who we are making a restricted free agent uh, with his qualifying offer, and then uh, go out and get a starting caliber center. Uh, we also intend to resign Devontae Graham, another uh, restricted free agent, but with his bird rights, we can. Uh, he has got a very low cap hold. We can go over the cap to, to sign him, and then if we uh, have some money left over, somebody we want, we can use the room exception too. Coming off last year's thrilling mock offseason, where I don't think we made any outside transaction, the Indiana Pacers are hoping to resign TJ McConnell and Doug McDermott without going into the tax. Uh, we will be exercising our team option on Edmund Sumner and Gary guaranteeing Keelan Martin's contract for 2021-22. The Boston Celtics, with our new look front office, at least partially new look, are looking to build the best team possible. Our goal is to stay $10 million or less under the tax, but we're using the end of the season as that line, so if we need to go deeper for now, we can do that. We'd like to retain Evan Fournier, but we also have the non-taxpayer or taxpayer mid-level and a trade exception worth about $11 million to use as well. So you, you mean $10 million or less over the tax? Any? Yes. 10 million or less over the tax. That's kind of our rough line. The Atlanta Hawks intend to keep John Collins. We know we can't say we'll match any offer sheet for him, uh, but I bet if you read uh, some prominent uh, NBA reporters, I bet you could find one of them citing anonymous sources that definitely aren't us that will match any offer for John Collins because we definitely believe in that rule that we can't say it. Uh, after keeping John Collins, we want to sign a backup point guard. Might be resigning Lou Williams and might be lo- using the mid-level exception. Uh, we're th- about $37 million below the luxury tax line. Uh, so that's basically our limit to accomplish both keeping Collins and getting a point guard. Los Angeles Lakers are hoping to add a veteran guard and hoping that everyone forgets how the CBA works so that we can add such a veteran guard. (laughs) (laughs) The Chicago Bulls are looking to first have a conversation with Zach Levine to see what he wants to do in terms of an extension and or renegotiation extension. And then depending on how that goes, figure out whether we want to stay over the cap or use roughly $20 million in cap space. So we have a lot of optionality in the early going, and we will lose that optionality very soon. The Detroit Pistons are obviously going to pick number one, and that's the priority of the offseason. We're also going to look to keep Hamadou Diallo in a restricted free agency and then probably use the mid-level exception on a shooting guard. Uh, the New Orleans Pelicans are looking to retain our restricted free agents without going into the tax. Uh, there's a regime change here, so despite the previous talk that Lonzo Ball might be available, those same sort of behind-the-scenes anonymous rumblings that we will match any offer are now taking place for <laughs> Lonzo Ball. <laughs> 
the Golden State Warriors are looking to have the best team possible while trying to our our rough line is 40 million over the tax. We go we'd like to be there or below, but you know, we'll see where things are. We'll listen to offers for James Wiseman, for number 7, for number 14, and we would like to move we would be willing to move off Kevon Looney if we can do so for less than a first round pick. We don't want to give up a full bucks here. A Milwaukee wants to keep PJ Tucker, Bobby Porter's maybe Bryn Forbes. We're going to look to do that while keeping our luxury tax bill reasonable. Uh, if all those guys get away, we can look into using a uh, mid-level exception. As opposed to the unreasonable luxury tax bill that they footed in 2021. We are calling that one reasonable. And we'd like another, <laughs> we'd like another reasonable one. <laughs> uh, the Orlando Magic have our non-taxpayer mid-level exception available and looking to maybe add some interesting young talent, although obviously our timeline is uh, not to win this season. And uh, so, so the 2022 Orlando Magic introduction will be after last season's mock-off season in which we made no outside <laughs> transactions. <laughs> Look, we've got one name on our board. <laughs> the 2016 NBA champion Cleveland Cavaliers are looking to figure out what to do with our, our center our center situation where you know we have the number three pick. We might take Evan Mobley. We might not. And we are willing to move Larry Nance Jr. if the return is right, but we are comfortable keeping him into the season and to add functional depth using our remaining team building. The Phoenix Suns want to re-sign Chris Paul and maybe campaign, although there's going to be luxury tax concerns uh, if we do both. So it might end up one or the other, but see where the numbers come in. The Portland Trailblazers would like to build, excuse me, maintain Damian Lillard, a championship caliber roster <laughs> here in Portland. Uh, as you've heard, we've traded Derek Jones Jr. to Dallas for Josh Richardson. That's going to be the move, along with new head coach Chauncey Billups, that puts us over the top. The Oklahoma City Thunder are unsurprisingly looking to use cap space to continue building our asset base, but we're also willing to add talent that makes sense with our timeline in young core we have 35 to 40 million to work with depending on some non-guarantees and we could use that in a lot of different ways the utah jazz want to re-sign mike conley or use the middle of a mid-level exception but because of luxury tax concerns it probably will not be both uh the sacramento kings are looking to re-sign rashawn holmes and, and terrence davis and then maybe add some interesting young talent with the mid-level exception the houston rockets have the number two pick and beyond that and including that we're looking to add talent that makes sense with our timeline and growing young core we'd like to find a home for eric gordon unless we have to give up some real assets and we'd like to use our 8.2 million dollar trade exception to theoretically get somebody if if the return is strong enough for tillman fertita to foot the bill the washington wizards are about eight million dollars below the luxury tax line uh and with the room to fill out uh, one or two more players onto this roster Hypothetically, the Toronto Raptors could create about $20 million in cap space, but uh, we are instead going to guarantee the salary of Chris Boucher. Uh, we are waiving Aaron Baines and Rodney Hood and are looking to re-sign Gary Trent Jr. and Ken Birch while adding to our front court rotation, probably while using our non-taxpayer mid-level exception. The Minnesota Timberwolves are roughly $5 million below the tax and we're looking to add depth to the forward rotation, ideally somebody starting caliber. Um, but we are willing to use the full non-taxpayer mid-level if it entices the right player to sign up. To close it out, I think the Los Angeles Clippers, we want to re-sign Kawhi Leonard. I would also like to re-sign Reggie Jackson, Nicholas Batum. And if after doing that, we still have a mid-level exception available, uh, we'll spend that too. Uh, there are no limits on our 
Man, it is crazy to think that I've been working with Helix Sleep since 2015. And I think that's because my story with them seems to really resonate with listeners. If you've never heard it before, that was kind of the beginning of the direct-to-consumer boom. And there was another very prominent mattress company at that time that was trying to convince you that mattresses were one-size-fits-all. They found the one formula, the one mattress that was going to work for everyone. My then-girlfriend, now-wife, and I ordered that mattress. We ended up having to return it because, hey, guess what? Not everyone is the same. And then she did some more research and found Helix Sleep. We took their sleep quiz and we found a mattress that actually worked for us and our body types. And uh, Helix offers 20 unique mattresses. Everybody sleeps differently. And Helix mattresses are designed for specific sleep positions and field preferences, hot or cold, side sleeper, back sleeper. So take that Helix sleep quiz, find your perfect mattress in under two minutes and it's shipped straight to your door free of charge it's no risk because you really need to sleep on the mattress in your own home you're like well how should i order this if i can't sleep like yeah you're not going to learn anything by going to the mattress store and sleeping on the mattress where do i take my shoes off do i leave my shoes on but then my feet kind of hang off the bed because i don't want to put my shoes on the bed and is it weird that i'm laying here for more than 30 seconds you can't tell anything under those circumstances you might as well just order it get it sent to your house get that 100 night trial they're 10 to 15 year warranty depending on the model and there's never been a better time to try a helix sleep mattress because they are offering 20 percent off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash capspace easier slash capspace we talk about all the time here on the program that's helixsleep.com slash capspace this is their best offer yet i can attest to that since i've been working with them for nine years and it won't last long with helix better sleep starts now don't forget that slash capspace url to let them know that you came from us man i just love american giant just an amazing clothing company i was reminded again of how much i love it when i drove from california to montana over the all-star break and you know what it's like when you're on a long road trip and it's cold particularly when it starts off warm in the bay and then we get into some really cold areas you're like well i don't want to wear like my jacket in the car but then i get out to fill gas I'm going to be freezing, but the American Giant hoodie was perfect because despite being made out of a nice heavy material that'll keep you warm, it's not too hot as well. So I was able to wear it in the car, not be too hot, step out of the car and still be warm enough when I was filling up gas or going into a restaurant or something that I didn't feel like I needed my jacket, even when it was cold outside. These things are amazingly durable. I proposed to my wife wearing an American Giant hoodie in the Grand Canyon almost seven years ago. I still own that same hoodie. I still wear it constantly. And American Giant has since spread out into all sorts uh, of other types of clothing like their premium slub crew tee the no bs high-rise pant the slim roughneck pant featured in giant magazine issue two every american giant piece is made in america and designed to last no exceptions and it provides year-round comfort so find a closet staple for every part of your spring days at american-giant.com and get 20 percent off your first order when you use that finger code capspace at checkout you remember we talk about capspace all the time here on the program that's 20 percent off your first order at american-giant.com don't forget that cap space code to let them know you came from us payroll okay well that's a, a good summary of where we are here and 
I think it makes sense here. We're focused more uh, on signings than trades, but if there are specific trade rumors that are out there that we think are a guy is very likely to get moved, we do try to address those. So before we even get into our mock draft, which is, spoiler alert, is just going to be what ESPN's mock draft says is going to happen, uh, Ben Simmons uh, as uh, Ben Simmons agent, Rich Paul, we had a conversation with Daryl Morey in which uh, both of us uh, assured the other that we want him to finish his career in Philadelphia. But I don't think anyone believes that. So what's out there for Ben Simmons, Philly? Uh, we'll leave it to you since you're trying to also get better in this trade to open things up. Uh, although also if there are offers for Ben Simmons, I'm sure those will be received. Well, so we would actually like to start with the Indiana Pacers. How are you feeling about some, we were thinking something involving Malcolm Brogdon and TJ Warren's that would you be interested in a framework like that? I mean, we're the Pacers. We don't make moves like this. We hadn't really considered it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to consider it while I talk to some other teams? Yeah, I suppose so. Charlotte, you there? Hornets here. You guys have cap space. I don't know how you're feeling about that. So we actually could be more flexible in terms of a deal. But we were one. We were thinking about something that has Gordon Hayward or Terry Rozier as a part of it, and potentially T.J. Washington and or a lotto protected future first as well. Is are are you interested in Ben Simmons? I think he'd be an amazing fit with what you're building. Yeah, I'm not so sure about his fit with Lamelo Ball. Uh, both of them seemingly to be guys with the ball in their hands a lot. Uh, but that seems like a fairly low price and we'd be interested. Okay. Uh, you know, so, something with uh, Rogier and uh, uh, PJ Washington. What, if, we what, get about, what about Gordon Simmons. Hayward? We like Gordon Hayward, apparently. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we'd be open to it. That could make some sense for us. Um, but, you know, I think it'd make more sense to, to trade Rozier. Well, yeah, it'd make more sense for you, but we like we like Gordon Hayward, and we we would see somebody who we think could be a part of our closing five. Whereas Terry Rozier, he still could. I mean, he's become he's grown into a really good player, but we have to figure out an extension with him. It gets it gets really complicated. So we just wanted to get your temperature. We're going to be talking to a lot of teams. Yeah, I, I'd say it's unlikely for Hayward because we value him highly and made him a centerpiece of what we're doing. But something based on Rozier and PJ Washington, we'd be very interested. Sacramento, Harrison okay. Barnes, Tyrese Halliburton. No. We're not willing to discuss Tyrese Halliburton. Ooh, at all. I I mean, you know, maybe if you're willing to talk about Joel Embiid. Wow. Not yeah. even like if we, so if it was Barnes and Halliburton and then we sent like Tyrese Maxey back or somebody like that. I don't know. Maybe there, maybe there's, already, a, university of, the maybe there's a University of Washington alum on our roster. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> we already got the best of Tyrese in the 2020 NBA draft. We're good. <laughs> Wow. Uh, I mean, even even if Philly threw in like some some future draft picks or something, nothing. No. All right. Ty- Tyrese Halliburton. Wizards. Uh, untouchable. Wizards. How are you feeling about Bradley Beal? You want to become the next Thunder? You can get Ben Simmons. He's an athletic uh, guy who can't shoot. You can become the next Thunder right now. We already have our athletic guy who can't shoot. Thank you. Okay. Wow. A lot, lot of hangups so far. Uh, New Orleans Pelicans. I don't have the full framework here, but how are you feeling about Brandon Ingram? Would you think about a Simmons-Zion Williamson foundation instead i we're not sure about the fit there so i i think we're gonna pass okay nicks yes you guys have an ungodly amount of cap space we could theoretically yep. create a huge trade exception we were thinking emmanuel quickly a first round pick and then you guys you know if you, you, we could figure things out from there but basically you're not giving us much in that deal we're creating a huge trade exception and betting that we can find somebody else so quickly and a first round pick like one of our first rounders this year they're about the same so I, uh yeah we do that sure okay well we'll think about it that's that that's a potential foundation as well that doesn't get us to everywhere we're going but we might have to have some conversations 
Clippers, you around? Or are you not interested? Uh, we're very interested, uh, although we value Paul George way more than Ben Simmons. Okay. But if you could give us more, that might make sense for us. How much more? Yeah, it's tough because we're both win-now teams. It's tough to see uh, what you could send us that would actually help us that you would be willing to give up. Um, theoretically, I'm, I'm just spitballing here. Something built around Marcus Morris, Patrick Beverly, and Terrence Mann. Getting all three of those guys would add depth to our rotation. Morris, Morris has has a history in our in our wonderful city. Would that would that be something that you'd be interested in? I mean, it'd be a diff, very different Clippers team. Yeah, we'd be very interested okay, in that. Just working through some ideas. <laughs> Lakers. <laughs> Did we sound too giddy? Did we scare you off? A little bit, yes. Um, Lakers, it, I mean, the only structure that I can think of is probably KCP, Kuzma, and and some picks, but you don't have a lot of picks left. So I'm guessing you'd be on board with that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, okay. <laughs> sure. But Ben Simmons' value is just <laughs> decreasing. No, no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just here. here. Oh, okay, so I've uh, the only. Okay, so the, the there there are two more that I want to work through. So one of them, Portland. I know you just got Josh Richardson. How are you feeling about CJ? We are willing to do a CJ McCollum for Ben Simmons trade, but we are not willing to include any of our draft picks in that trade. What about Simons? We would be willing to do Simons. Okay, it's good to know. S- Simons and McCollum. Yes. No, it's not Ben Simmons for Anthony Simons. Um, <laughs> I just want to make sure. Considering where the value is. And then, um, Nate, I'm going to give you the Spurs for a hot second. How do you feel? You guys have a bunch of cap space like the Knicks do, something involving Derek White and Ben Simmons. Yeah, I think we would have to very seriously consider that type of a package. Uh, and Nate, maybe uh, Chip Engelin can uh, take on his greatest project yet. Okay, so I've reached out to I've reached out to a bunch of teams. Uh, is there any team that I have not yet reached out to that has an interest in Ben Simmons and has something credible to offer? Uh, you have the Wolves, don't you, Danny? I do. Um, so Nate, do you want to take them for a second? Yeah, I could. I I, uh, I mean Russell? I didn't include them as like a team to toss to you because the most logical structure would be involving D'Angelo Russell and his connection to Carl Anthony Towns is apparently significant. Yeah, uh, Ben Simmons closer connection to winning than D'Angelo Russell's is also apparently significant. Um, so I, I mean, we certainly would uh, be willing to put D'Angelo Russell uh, on the table with a, a deal focused around that, particularly because I think we're going to be reorienting our perimeter offense uh, around Anthony Edwards in the coming seasons. Would you also put Malik Beasley in the deal? I'm, I know Anthony Edwards is going to be up. Yeah, something else would have to be coming back from you guys, I think, uh, right. at that point. We, we can, we can, there are ways to do that. That's not a problem. Okay. Well, so so which of these constructions are, like, why don't we focus in for uh, Philly on, like, maybe the three most favorable uh, of these type of deals here that, that really uh, are, are going to move the needle for you next year? So I think it's portland cj and simons is is a credible you know like that that's cj can help the team right away he's an imperfect fit but a talented fit um the knicks that would involve tying in basically my idea there is creating a trade exception that could then be used in a kyle lowry or other point guard sign-in trade um and then let's see third one hmm god none of the other ones are particularly good um Charlotte, so you're you wouldn't do Gordon Hayward, PJ Washington, and a lot of protected first? No, I don't think so. Just throw one more out there real quick. Uh Jazz here would do something. Uh Bogdanovich, Ingles, uh you want a backup center, Derek Favors. Just throwing that out. Oh, so if we want expensive old guys, we can talk to you. Okay, that's good to know. Um Thank you. So I actually think my number three offer, if you're willing to do it, would be Rozier, PJ, and a first. Our first this year. Uh yeah, that's fine. It's eleven. That seems about yeah. Or, or you were saying lottery protected it or could be in the future the, or this year? I, I'd rather yeah. have 11 if you're willing to do it. Yeah, I guess we we would do that. Uh, Yeah, we would do that. 
Okay. So CJ and Simons, that's a trade that very easy financially, but it means that the Sixers don't have a ton of flexibility. They don't create a trade exception, don't have anything else. Then the the the, the, the next deal is the hardest in some ways to do with this because it involves a bunch of contingency planning. Nate, if you want to engage in a short conversation with Kyle Lowry in terms of how, how excited is he to potentially go to his hometown team? Oof. Yeah, I mean that that's tough, you know, we, we just we need more information on on what the market looks like and you know as uh, my client said at the end of the season it's really years and dollars that are going to talk. So I, I think if that's our conception, we really need to have as many bidders involved as possible to okay. really weigh our options. We think that uh we're going to be at the top of the market. Okay, that's fair enough. Um, yeah, because that gets that gets difficult for us for a bunch of yeah. different reasons. And we also think that there might be a way for you to acquire us without moving Ben Simmons first, or us to acquire Kyle Lowry yeah. without moving. We ben we Simmons we first. agree that's a possibility. Um, so that makes that makes the Knicks framework less desirable, just because. Well, did the Knicks even really want Simmons that much? Pairing him with Julius Randle and probably also a center. I didn't ask whether Tom Thibodeau wants. So I asked whether, <laughs> whether the Knicks the Knicks front office would. I mean, that's uh. Yeah, maybe we pretty- move. Randall to center. Uh, obviously, there's some challenges there, but uh, yeah, we we want Ben Simmons. We think he is uh, probably more valuable on our timeline than any uh, point guard we can get in free agency. Those guys tend to be older, and uh, our big concern would be Simmons and RJ Barrett as a pairing. We'd much rather send Barrett than quickly to Philly, although we're guessing Philly wouldn't go for that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't. Um... It it seems like the CJ thing might be the the most promising here yeah i mean i'm interested in the rosier pj fr- framework just because i think that like washington could help and 11 i mean 11 is a pick that you know philly could either turn into something or you know pick somebody who could actually help i'm lower on cj than i think most people are but i also think that's the more realistic you know like if we're if we're if we're working through it um let's see i'm trying to think so so if it's S- simmons simmons for cj so that Sim- simmons makes a little bit more than cj it's 33 versus 30.8 30.9 um you, you know what a, a suggestion that i might have uh particularly as kyle lowry's agent is maybe a way to kind of get to some uh, grease the skids on this is if you can include a little bit more salary to open things up below the hard cap mm-hmm. although i'm not sure exactly who that would be because some of those people have to be matching salary in a lowry trade as well right and, and portland is not going to be taking them back yeah i think i think that would be a separate transaction likely involving guaranteeing george hill um so if portland is not willing to take on any additional salary oklahoma city I, I here mean, we are always you know, willing to <laughs> one, one of these rookie salaries sure i mean if it's you know if we have to take on Matisse Thibel, we'll do it. Oh, oh, falling on the sword. Yeah, I mean, I guess there really isn't any, other than George Hill and Seth Curry, there really isn't anyone. So, And Philly could always just dump somebody into cap space if if the hard cap is an issue to sign Lowry later. So I guess that doesn't really matter that much. Yeah, so Portland, any way that we could, just, just for a little bit of added protection, we could work on, like, sweeten this a tiny bit and have a beloved pick swap, like, in, in 22 that we just get the better. I, we expect to have a superior record to you, but in case, in case... Or, or hmm. so this, for this upcoming season, yes. Can we top four protect that pick swap? Yes. All right, we would agree to do that then. Okay. Uh, do you accept these terms? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, I think that's reasonable. Philadelphia also accepts these terms. Wow. Um, I got to be honest, P- I did not make expect to make this deal. Peanut gallery. I, I mean, this, uh, this is yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, Dan. 
I was going to say, what, uh, what a great offseason so far for the Blazers. Like, the Josh Richardson trade was, I think, solid in a vacuum, but now it looks even better. Uh, the roster, I think, is really coming together. Yeah, I mean, Ben Simmons could be a turbocharged version of what Derek Jones Jr. gave them last year. <laughs> um, for, for me, you know, I, I just don't really have a great sense of Simmons' value. Uh, and, you know, is there a team like, say, the Spurs that would... would are, you know, put in multiple picks, but it's tough because those picks, I mean, does Philly want those? And then they would just try and flip them later for something to get a, another good player. Or the conception is just really hard of trading an established guy on a max contract to try to actually make your team better. We just don't see trades like that usually. And so, you know, it may feel as though something like CJ for Ben Simmons is, you know, not enough value for Simmons in some ways. But I just I'm not sure how many teams he really fits on. And I just I don't have a great answer to that. I mean, I, I my guess would be that this group is lower on Ben Simmons and his fit places than, you know, like I would never even consider Ben Simmons if I were the Knicks. Right. But the, the Knicks could very easily consider him. He's, he's a name. He's an all star like. People like to trade for all stars. They figure they'll figure out the fit stuff later. So I don't know. What, what do you guys think about it, uh, uh, Danny and and KP? Now that we have it written down, and actually before we do that, let's just reiterate what the terms of this one are. So that's Ben Simmons for CJ McCollum and Fernie Simons, and Philadelphia has the right to swap 2022 first round picks, assuming Portland's pick is not in the top four. I. I did not think that was going to be enough to get a deal done as the Blazers. Uh, I was expecting a demand for uh, one of my future first round picks and maybe for Simmons in both Simmons, Simmons in Nasir Little, I should say. Yeah, I, I guess it's just Simmons has there's a risk that he could get even worse and you could get even less for him now. So I. You know, I, I don't I don't know how to feel about it, it exactly. I mean, the, what does the Sixers team look like now? I guess we will potentially find that out uh, once the, the if there are more moves coming here, then perhaps it, it looks a little better. Yeah, I mean, but so looks like they have closing five members in Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid, CJ McCollum, and then Seth Curry slash another another, you know, guard to come, that sort of thing. And we still have still have ways to improve. Yeah, it's it's a challenge. It really is. And I mean, like that was one of the weird things for me with trying to move Ben Simmons is Philadelphia's specific constraints that they're trying to be good, that there it is such a weird way to do a trade, and that Simmons is not a perfect fit everywhere. It's just I it takes some teams off the board. I don't think it takes, as Nate said, it takes as many off the board as maybe be for the four of us but it is a real challenge all right that is uh that is a way to get this uh started with a bang it's funny because it's it still sort of doesn't seem like either team is like that happy about it (laughs) (laughs) i mean i'm pretty happy in terms of like making aggressive moves to reshape the roster we're trying something different and if it doesn't work and dame does one out then we have ben simmons in place to go along with whatever we're able to get in return for lillard yeah i probably would have preferred to have brogdon and tj warren if the pacers would have done that but yeah, I, I think your, your your statement that the pacers just don't do stuff like that was like yeah but the guy is under contract for a, a long time uh yeah, so i, 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 I will say the brogdon the framework end. is my personal favorite like if, if i were you know like for for as the sixers but also just kind of thinking about like what it could do for both teams yeah i mean i don't like that for the pacers Honestly, like Simmons and DeMontis Sabonis is not a, a very good combination. And particularly if you still also have Miles Turner. So Ben Simmons, Sabonis, and Turner all in your starting lineup, like that just doesn't seems like right. way less than the sum of its parts. But that's that's sort of the Ben Simmons conundrum uh, in some ways. Uh, I mean, I think their defense would probably be pretty good. But um, 
Yeah, I mean, did any of you guys think that there was a superior offer out there that Danny should have explored more than the Portland thing? Not really. Yeah. If Hayward, if if Charlotte had been willing to put Hayward in, which I actually think they might be willing to do that in real life, but uh, if they'd been willing to do that, then maybe I would have gone down that road. But Hayward, man, that's like got some a lot of injury issues too which is another concern right and hayward you know three more years under contract this year and two more and he's you know getting older and everything else like i i I was maybe more interested in a Rozier combination than than some others would but also that would have bought some theoretically some financial flexibility could have used that in a couple different okay well that does it for ben simmons here traded to portland for cj mccollum anthony simons who can fit right in with Shake Milton and Tyrese Maxey. They'll all compete for backup guard minutes. Um, and uh, the pick swap in 2022. So uh, uh, Daryl Morey can win the press conference and say that they, they got a first out of it uh, as well, potentially. All right, let's finish up, uh, do the mock draft here quickly. And just, I think we'll stop after the top six, just because after that, you don't necessarily, who you draft isn't necessarily going to affect your decision-making in free agency. But, you know, if you're drafting a guy in the top six, maybe we can say that they're they're an important enough player that you're not going, that that that's going to affect, you're not going to get another guy at that position. Whereas once you get below that, that probably isn't necessarily the case, but uh, Detroit, who are you taking? With the number one overall pick, the Detroit Pistons take Cade Cunningham. Houston Rockets are on the clock. With the second pick in the draft, the Houston Rockets select Jalen Green. Cavs, I assume this is the only time we'll be hearing from you in this? Not necessarily. With the third <laughs> pick in the draft, the Cleveland Cavaliers select Evan Mobley. Raptors uh, on the clock at four. With the fourth pick in the draft, the Toronto Raptors select Jalen Suggs. All right. Uh, the Magic? With the fifth pick, the Orlando Magic select Scotty Barnes. And the Oklahoma City Thunder with the sixth pick. With the sixth pick, the Oklahoma City Thunder select Jonathan Kaminga. Thanks, uh, Jonathan Gavoni. That was uh, that was very helpful for us. Uh, so it, it may be a time here at the draft. The Warriors said that they are looking to make some moves potentially involving seven and 14 and James Wiseman. This is the time to do it where if you trade the pick, the team can draft whoever they want to have available. You know, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but if you have any very specific offers that Golden State thinks are going to just blow a team away for a, a veteran that they're trying to get in. I think we should probably talk about that now. The team we want to talk to, I, I don't know, it, it, we have to touch base with them because they could go in so many different directions. Raptors, how are you feeling about OG and Anobi? I don't think we're interested in making that deal for OG. Okay. So yeah, seven, seven and 14 would not be enough. If it's Pascal Siakam you're talking about. How, we're, how, we're how, would, you feel, how would you feel about bringing home Andrew Wiggins as a part of some sort of transaction? I mean, if he's the matching salary, sure. I don't think we think of him as, you know, tremendous positive value. But so something involving Wiggins and those picks, because he, he's our most likely salary filler in, in a deal like that. You're, you're not interested in that structure? Again, for Siakam, we're interested. Wow. For Siakam, we're not interested. So, yeah. Um, OG is the one that's most interesting to me. I mean, Bradley, the Wizards already basically, I, I mean, how are you feeling about yeah. Bradley being a Wizards? I mean, it's really up to his agent whether he's taking the extension, uh, but without any other clarity, we're keeping him. Okay. Yeah. You'll uh, you'll find out when you can offer me the extension on uh, in, in October. It would be improper to have any discussions about <laughs> that beforehand. I uh, See, I thought you were going to tease the uh, mock extension uh, podcast. <laughs> that's what that's when people will find out oh uh, yeah the, well uh, do we do a mock veteran extensions podcast maybe we should 
Uh, okay, any other offers that you wanted to make, Golden State? There's no one else that really kind of that we think of as theoretically movable. If some, if there is a star, I don't, you know, I I don't think Damian Lillard is kind of in, in this. I mean, Portland. No, we just added Ben Simmons. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I think there's just breaking the fourth wall here for a second. There's just not enough reporting that these guys are actually right. looking. Like, to get I mean, moved theoretically, yet. I talked to talk about Jalen Brown and a few other guys, but like we haven't heard anything there. Okay, so Warriors uh, can't come up with anything uh, using those. Are there any other trades that teams are, are, are really trying to do here? This is probably a good time to try and figure out anything big. Anyone who's seen our YouTube videos knows that I don't wear formal stuff all the time. So when it's time to dress up rather than dress down, I highly recommend Inochino. They were the official outfitter of my wedding. I got my tux from there. All my groomsmen got their sport jackets from there as well. I felt really good about having them be the outfitter of my wedding because all my groomsmen were going to get stuff that they could continue to wear that fit them perfectly. Because when you go somewhere else, you're not going to get something that's made for you. So why not measure yourself in 10 minutes or visit a showroom rather than feeling like you're wearing somebody else's suit that they tried and failed to tailor for you. And not only does Indochino have the suits that made them famous, but now they've got everything. Blazers, pants, women's wear, outerwear, designed and made for you. Hundreds of high quality fabrics to choose from. European wools, linen, cottons, tons of colors, tons of patterns. You can customize things like the lapel, the vents, the pockets. And you'll get a piece that is personalized for you in fit and style. Level up your game with Indochino. Go to Indochino.com. Use the code CAPSPACE. Use the CAPSPACE. We talk all the time here on the program. You get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's 10% off at Indochino. I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O. Indochino.com. And don't forget that CAPSPACE code to let them know that you came from us. There isn't there isn't a trade, but I think there's one conversation that needs to happen before free agency starts. So I don't know if we want to do that now or if we want to do that after some of the trades done. Uh, well, let's let's see if there are any more trades okay. first. Okay, so what else do we have to deal here before we get to the free agent frenzy? Bulls here. We'd like to have a conversation with Mr. Zach Levine because. As I mentioned in the introduction, we have a lot of options, but we need to know where you are before we figure that out. You are not technically a free agent. You are under contract for $19.5 million next year, but you are also eligible for a straight extension. We can build off of that nineteen five or a renegotiation extension. We would have to clear some cap space, but we can do that if we have to. So the straight extension is a non-setter. That's like four years, $100 million. Not interested in that. I'm only making nineteen point five. So you just, you can't offer me enough. I think clearly if I were a free agent right now, I, I would be maybe the number two free agent on the board and, and have full max offers everywhere. Refresh my memory bulls. Have you, uh, Thaddeus Young has a uh, $6 million guarantee, uh, guarantee date of June 30th. And Sadoransky has a $5 million guarantee, uh, guarantee date of June 30th. Uh, with If they are guaranteed, they are scheduled to make 14.2 and 10 million respectively. Well, it, it, what are you doing with them? It's really fortunate that we're having this conversation on the NBA date equivalent of June 28th so that we can figure out what you want to do before <laughs> we make those decisions. Isn't that fortunate? So if you were to renegotiate and extend me up to my current max, that would be 33 million for this year, 33.7 million as the seven to nine year max of seven years of experience. That would require us clearing 14 million in cap space. Yeah. So we renegotiated up to that. 
and then we can do the extension. Um, would you be willing to do that, Bulls? Well, we, we, we'd we want to touch base with you because doing that sacrifices almost all of our spending power. You know, we can't add a really talented free agent next to you, which would likely be a point guard and upgrade on Kobe White. If if we have to use $14 million on that, there isn't a... There, there are a couple different nuances, a couple different wrinkles that we could do. So it would be great for us if we could do this maybe at like 28 million or 25 or something like that to build off of it because it's going to have a better possibility for you. If you want the full max and you want to get there, we can have that conversation. But before we get there, we want to see, is that the only number that you will do? Yeah, you know, I'm not even sure I would do that number, honestly. I mean, you get an extra 14 million for this year, which you can't get in the future. But frankly, I mean, I've already made $80 million on my last contract and I'm pretty darn sure that a five-year max offer for me will be waiting next year. I can get the five years rather than the four. I also have the possibility of making All-NBA this year and then being eligible for the Super Max, which would get me more money and I wouldn't want to be locked in below that. Uh, even with the renegotiating sense. So uh, the more, and also there's just a lot of uncertainty in Chicago, right? If we don't make the playoffs next year, or even if we do and we get slept or something, you know, maybe I want to go somewhere else uh, and win. I know you guys made that trade with Vucevic to try to go all in and prove that we're ready to win. And we had some, derailments due to COVID uh, last year, but I want to see how this group looks before I commit to it. So in the end, I don't think that that extra $14 million that you can offer me is worth it to potentially give up uh, on other options and particularly because I just don't know how it's going to go. I don't know how good this team is and we haven't seen it all together. But so, and also I want to give you guys a chance to build around me a little bit better so we can have some success this year. I do recognize that the renegotiate and extend uh, really precludes most of those avenues. So I, I think I'm going to turn this down, but please don't take this as an idea that I don't want to be in Chicago. Do take it in as an idea of we need to get better this year if I'm going to stick around. Alrighty then. Well then, let us get into the free agents and Kawhi Leonard will be the first on that list. Torn ACL, but it's only partially torn and Spencer Dinwiddie is already back playing. He's been cleared. I, I expect the same thing to happen to me as Kawhi Leonard. So Clippers, I assume you'll give me whatever contract I want to come back. Uh, that is correct. Name your price. Uh, Nick's here. Uh, we're setting up a video call with uh, Uncle Dennis uh, before you even talk to the Clippers, though. Uh, right, well, the, the price for that is three, is three million in cash in a uh, Swiss bank account before we'll even set up the call. You're willing <laughs> to do that, right? Sure. We got we got Worldwide West. We can make these things happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, let, let's uh, we'll hear your pitch next. What do you got? You, know, you can be the face of the franchise in New York, not the secondary guy on the Clippers. You, you can be Wait, you what, see, what, what secondary or, guy? No, sec secondary guy in Los Angeles. Excuse me, misspoke. Secondary guy in yeah. Los Angeles, right? Uh, right you, that, you, that'll be another one million dollars if you want to continue the conversation. After that. <laughs> all right, fine. P paid. Uh, we want you. You'd be so great. You can see that we're changing our culture. You saw what we accomplished last year. We're a different franchise uh we are on the upswing there would be nothing like capturing new york uh, the way only you can well that's interesting so what is our what does our team look like then I, i'm playing the three you got randall at the four 
some center at the five. RJ Barrett is the is our two. And I guess what's your plan? You're trying to re-sign Derek Rose and and maybe bring in another free agent, or or is there someone else that's going to be joining me there as as well? That's a bigger name. I mean, you're such a, a great recruiter. If you have somebody you want to play with. Uh, you know, we we could always try to make that happen. Uh, you know, you are the starting point of this. You are, you know, the the first block of, of this new era. But yeah, if there's somebody you want to play with, we can uh, hmm. make that happen. Uh, heat here. Would you have any interest in playing for a team that doesn't require as much negotiation by you for your own teammates? Like you got, we got a really good foundation here. The math is a little bit hard, but we have the greatest cap magician in the league, and we'll we'll figure something out if you're actually interested. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, you're going to have to tell me a little bit more about this magic because uh, the way I see it from here, there's no way you can give me a max contract. You, how, you, how, de- with how, just Bam how dedicated and are you to playing with Jimmy Butler? So how exactly can you give me a max contract again? We'll figure it out. But what does that even mean? You you literally can't do it. You take that everyone off the table, uh, off the roster, other than Butler and Bam, and you still can't actually offer a max contract. Agree to disagree. <laughs> math is math is what does math that is mean? math is arbitrary. Well, uh, okay. Would a sign and trade be possible if they don't have enough matching salary? Oh, actually, they would. With the with, team options, yeah, they would. Thank you, Dan. Yeah, that well, would, that I, would require the Clippers being interested, though, and I'm guessing they're not. Yeah, I, I think uh, any other offers uh, out there for Kawhi Leonard? Anything you can sell me on here? Yes, every single one of my teams is interested and would be doing would be willing to do whatever it takes to make it happen. <laughs> Greg Popovich and the Spurs here. You want to get the LeBron James treatment, except that you're not from San Antonio? We have plenty of cap space. Maddox yeah, I mean, here. Uh, you, sorry? You almost lost in the first round to our team. Why don't you come join us and see how good we could be together? Okay, well, you you also have problems in terms of offering uh, offering my $39 million max. Uh, how are you going to get to that space, Dallas? Oklahoma City exists. <laughs> we do! <laughs> That they, they do exist. You know, I, while I've appreciated all these pitches and playing with Luka Doncic might be nice, I, I just, I moved heaven and earth to get to the Clippers the first time and just wanted to be close to my family in LA. I'm a very private person and I think that the Clippers kind of low-key vibe actually works pretty well for me and so I, I think I am going to stick around with the LA Clippers and the contract that I would like is a one plus one Clippers with an with an understanding that you'll offer me a five-year deal next offseason. Yeah, we'd love to uh, lock you in for, for five years, uh, assuming everything's looking good on your, your health, your recovery. We expect it to. Uh, we see no reason why that won't work out. Uh, but so that that is the expectation. It's ours, that, too. OK, not that we would ever agree to anything above board. But, uh, you know, if you have uh, a few million bucks uh, in Ethereum, maybe we can set up a separate Zoom for this conversation with Uncle Dennis and we, and we can work out a few more details. <laughs> I like the details we've got. I'm glad you're back in L.A. All right, so Kawhi is going to join on a, on a one plus one. Try to get the five year deal. I thought about the opt in and extend, which basically would be getting the five year max now. But I kind of don't mind getting paid for a year where I may not be playing. And then if it looks like things are just going to shit, I can always get out next year anyway, and just to continue to get paid and potentially get that player option for next year as well. If things like really go awry, but they they said that they would offer me the the five-year deal next year so that lets me extend out a, another year as well so i, I think that's what i'm going to do but just like to keep the options open we've made plenty of money already in, in our career that being 
Kawhi and Uncle Dennis. Uh, okay, so Kawhi is back to the Clippers uh, on a one plus one at the max. Chris Paul, let's uh, let's talk here, Phoenix. We have a little bit of time. We could do, do an extension. We could I could opt into the forty four million and then do an extension. But one thing that is not an option is just simply opting into the forty four million without any kind of an extension. But basically, what I'm looking for here is in some form or fashion to get paid a hundred million dollars over the next three years uh so sure uh we are into that um probably the best way to structure that is to opt out and we'll resign you for three years 100 million we would do that now the other thing that i want an assurance on though is that if i opt out of the 44 million this year that and go down to say 30 million that you're going to go well into the tax this year and you're going to re-sign cameron payne using his early bird rights you'll, you'll make him a you know whatever offer it takes to keep him and that you'll also use uh the mid-level uh, as well uh which i think you will have room to do um if i go down enough uh, in this first year to, to both resign pain and use the full mid-level uh, again and that's and that you will do that and give out long-term contracts with that even if it means that you're going to have big tax bills in uh 23 and 24 uh, robert Sarver, are you committing to that sort of commitment because hey i know that the la lakers or the new york knicks are certainly willing to have that type of a commitment to go deep in the tax so Basically, what I want you to assure me is that you're going to spend a lot of money this year and get the absolute best possible players this year, even if there are financial consequences down the line later, because this year is the year we got to get the absolute best players in for this year, because uh, as you might know, I'm uh, turning 37 during next year's playoffs. Chris, you're a great businessman. I'm sure you understand. We can't go crazy into the tax in a market like Phoenix. You chose us. Oh, yeah. A, a top and, 10 a top ten market in, in the NBA. And for a team that hasn't paid the luxury tax while you've raked in profits for the last 15 years, you can't afford it. We're definitely open to spending the luxury tax to win a championship. But but look at what what happened to all your self-belief that wherever you go, uh, it's a championship team. Why all of a sudden uh, do you need all this help? This isn't what, what you're looking for. This doesn't sound like you. Uh, yeah, it does. Yeah, maybe a little. I, <laughs> like we, we do have spending limits. We, you know, we think a hundred million dollars. Uh, you're 36 years old. We think a hundred million dollars is is you know a, a very fair offer. It's the number you were looking for. You know, right? You came out and said, "This is how much money you want." We said, "That's no problem. We're going to pay it to you." Uh, we're so appreciative of everything you've done for this team. Everything you're going to continue to do this team. Uh, but you came here because you trust James Jones to run the front office. Oh, you know, I, I don't know about this, like running the front office as a player. Uh, you're so, so amazing in your role. Uh, we don't need help in the front office. Well, uh, all, all I want is a commitment to continue to spend during the duration of my contract, and particularly to give out longer-term contracts, even though you have Aiton and Bridges, that that's not going to deter you from giving a long contract to Cameron Payne and with the Fulman level. We're in Phoenix. We could get a great player like Nikola Batum to come in and help us if you're willing to give a four-year deal for $40 million for Cameron Payne and a four-year $41 million deal with the mid-level if I'm going to 
take less. So, but it sounds like you're not willing to commit to do that. So I think I'll, what I'm going to do, you what, I'll tell you what, we will be, we will commit. We are going to lock up DeAndre Ayton. We are going to lock up Mikel Bridges. We are going to keep the core of this team together. We will commit to that. Well, I'll tell you what, here's what I'm going to do, son, sons. I'm going to opt out of that 44 million and uh, we'll just stick around and see who, you, what contracts you end up signing in free agency. And uh, if I like them, then I'll come back. How about that? We need to know where you stand so we can build around you. You are the centerpiece of, of where our team is. I mean, we'll take if at any point you want to come back, we'd love to do it. But it's impossible for us to build the strongest team around you uh, unless we know that you're going to be there. So th- this is this is my final offer. Three years million, and you commit that you're going to re-sign Cameron Payne. We can't. We don't know what offers campaign's going to get. We can't. That you you will make him, and you know he's going to tell me that you will make him the offer of the full, if it's required, to bring him back four years, forty-seven million on early bird, and that you will use the full mid-level for make offers for the full mid-level four years, forty-one million. If you can't commit to doing that right now, then I'm just going to chill out and I'll open up my recruitment. It'll probably take a while, but you guys are going to need to actually make some signings to impress me. If you can't commit to that level of spending, All right, we will do one or the other. Uh, we will, we will resign campaign or use the mid-level exception. I mean, you know, in the future, you can always stretch guys. You can use first future first round picks to get off of money. I mean, what, you're trying to get Jake Crowder traded, trying to get Sarich traded. Like, is that your goal? Well, I am here? trying to get Sarich traded. He's not going to play next year. But uh, he's going to be our backup center. But in any event, that's I just need more from you, Robert Sauer. Like, I know what your record is. Like, actions are, are the only thing that can talk at this point. You know, we're not going to see any Kurt Thomas with two first round picks or trading away the Rondo pick or trading away the Deng pick on my watch. I saw how LeBron James used his free agency to keep Dan Gilbert accountable. And I'm going to do the exact same to you. Okay. We will commit to uh, signing Aiton to a, a contract extension. We are committed to uh, re-signing Bridges to a contract extension. We will use the mid-level exception or re-sign campaign. Both, like, that's such a high tax bill, you know, for, for a team in our market. A high tax bill. I guess bill, I like, don't understand you, what this is. this is conversation is. This um, conversation is... Are that, they even in the tax if you do well, both no, of those no. So this is, this is what it's about. If we do both? And re- oh, I guess if we're... I guess you're, if Chris you're shaving 11 out. million off Chris Paul's yeah, salary. I guess that's like I guess 20, he's opting out, right? It's like 19 million under the tax. Well, yeah, so, I guess so here, I'll explain it to you that what it's about is, oh yeah, they'll certainly spend all the money, you know, up to the tax this year. But the problem is that then they aren't going to want to spend any contracts beyond this year because that's when the Bridges and Aiton right. extensions kick in. So you're going to get a way better player for this year if you're willing to give out a four-year deal than if not, but they're not going to want to give out a four-year right. deal because they're scared of the Aiton and Bridges extensions and what that bill is going to be. So that's what I'm trying to get them to commit to is giving out a four-year deal this year and damn the torpedoes of luxury taxes once the Bridges and Aiton extension kicks in. That's what this is about. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, we can just tell you whatever you want and resign you then do whatever we want this is not what we're saying to you this is just us speaking aloud with the the head of the players association chris paul you you think that's a good idea i think chris paul needs to look out for chris paul and not everybody else. well chris paul chris paul is gonna have everybody's business chris paul is gonna have the same offer from the knicks uh knicks here might even be higher (laughs) (laughs) 
So, all right, I, I guess I, uh, we've belabored this too many times. Uh, amazingly enough, Felbin and I are, are uh, disagreeing on something here, but that's fine. Like, I, I have the leverage here as, as Chris Paul. And I mean, Chris, just for a second, think about your legacy. Think about your reputation. How much you mean to the team, how much being part of this team, like, what, what does this matter uh, uh, about the spending? You don't want to be the guy who left the Suns in this position. You know, you enjoy playing on this team uh this this fan base has embraced you this has been so great for your legacy and you just want to jump ship on this uh over whether or not we use the mid-level exception a year or two from now well i'm saying you need to use it this year but just have give out a longer contract and same thing with uh with campaign like if i'm gonna opt out and save you guys some money i expect that to be used in a way that's going to make the team as good as possible but i I think the the resolution is like i have the leverage here I'll tell you what, if you opt out and, uh, yeah, there's, there's really no way we can re-sign you and do this where our tax bill is not going to be astronomical the following season. Well, I mean, you, you could get off a charge probably. Uh, I mean, the other, the only other thing I would consider is, you know, if you feel like you can trade for someone that's, that's probably outside the scope of this exercise. So that's, that's my demand. I mean, we'll, we'll just wait then and see, see what you guys do in free agency. And then I'll decide whether I want to come back or not. It's been done before by many, a, many, a free agent. So if you, if you can't commit to that, you know, all my worst fears about Robert Sarver are going to come true again, that you're not going to pay. I mean, you've had 15 years of not having to pay the tax and just shoveling money into your mouth with this team uh, off the national TV deal with this team that doesn't cost anything. All right, how about this? Okay, we will we will offer campaign that that full amount if necessary. We will use the mid level exception. Uh, maybe you can give us some input on who you want for the mid level exception. I guess if we're going to give you this level of input. You might as well say who. And you will, if, if we need to squeeze it a little bit under that three hundred million to stay under the tax at that point and fill out our roster, you got to take a little less this year. We're not going to pay the tax this year, but we'll be well set up to pay it in future seasons. Yeah. Well, you could also trade Sharich or just move, move on from him because he's he's wasting money on our roster this year. He's not paying anything. This is this is the year we got to do everything we can to to be really good this year. That's that's what this is about. But uh, I mean, you said three hundred, even the three years hundred million yeah yeah the three years 100 million if, if you have to come just under to keep us out of the tax this year and then we'll be positioned to pay it in all those future years okay I, I think that's reasonable like i said i would go down to uh three years 90 million and we can start that at the the lowest possible number uh for this year if you'd like to so what, what would that be well it depends exactly uh where we come out on these other signings but as long as you're over okay that, all right well, we're so we'll we'll yeah i mean if you would rather if you'd rather pay uh, pay me more this year and less in future years you know, whatever, but you know, we're talking about a starting salary difference in the you know, right, two million right. or so higher or lower, right? Okay, so let's say so, Chris so Paul is going it's, back, it's yeah. three years, 90 million is the rough thing that we should use for now, yes, I, yeah. Yeah, and and they have committed to offer the full mid level four years and the uh, full early bird to Cameron Payne if required to bring them back. But that's just between us. Uh, no other agents or teams know that. That's the deal. <laughs> of, of of course not. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
Okay, well, that was exhausting. Uh, let's uh, shift gears here for a moment and uh, get to a restricted free agency that I think will be very interesting, just so that some of these cap space teams know whether we've reached an agreement or not. And that is John Collins going to try and work something out here with the Atlanta Hawks. Hawks here. Uh, John, you had a great season. Uh, you know, we, we know you turned down the extension before, and uh, you know, we, we believe you, you've earned more. Uh, you know, we're willing to do, uh, uh, let's say five years, uh, 120 million. Did I do my math right on that? Yeah. Five years, 120 million. Uh, it'd be a starting salary of about 21 million. Uh, that should give us room to use, uh, the middle of exception or to re-sign Lou Williams, uh, to get that backup point guard and have this, this young and complete team, uh, still ready to, to compete. So for context here, the most they could offer would be five years, 163 million starting salary of 28 million. So you're, you're basically offering 24 million a year over five years. That's what this is. Yes. Uh, you know, I think the, the player option, if you give me the player option, I think we could get it done at that price. You know, I am a little worried about the market. I think there are teams that, you know, might be interested, might not be, but things might go the, the right way or the, or the wrong way. I mean, unless uh, any birds want to get in my ear about uh, potentially making me a, a, max, a four-year max offer sheet. Uh, for context, by the way, four years, $120 million is the most that I could get in an offer sheet, although that would surely include a, a player option as well, you would think. So uh, that's a very respectable offer. Hawks. Uh, I just, uh, if you can give me the player option, I will sign it right now without sort of uh, listening under the table to see whether there might be other stuff out there. Yeah, we can't do the the player option. We, we're making this big commitment to you. Uh, we want it to be reciprocal that you're just as committed to us. Well, in that case, I think I'd like to get $20 million less than the max over five years. So five years, $143 million, if yeah, it look, must be a full five-year deal. I mean, I think we offered you uh, $90 million, if I remember right, but, uh, on an extension. You, you had a strong year. Yeah, well, that was, that was four years, too, wasn't it? Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, but we're we're bumping up to $120 million. Uh, yeah, well, well, because here's the thing, though, like you're not really actually offering me any more, much more on a per year basis than you were before. If it was the four years, 90 million to now go five years, 120. That's like, you know, a million more a year or something. And after the season I had, you know, Travis Schlank, you yourself said uh, how I was so committed to winning and being a winning player. And I sacrificed for this team. And I did that with the understanding that uh, I would be taken care of. And so, I mean, unless you're giving me the player option, you have to give me significantly more guaranteed than just the 120 million that I might get in a max offer sheet elsewhere, because I'm also getting the player option uh, on that as well. Yeah, I guess if you want to try to go get a uh, an offer sheet, you know, uh, go for it. Uh, we think this is a a very generous offer. So, so you're not willing to increase off a of 125 o- over five years at all, or, or sorry, off off a of 120 over 120. five years at all. If if you need 125, we would uh we would do that. Oh, I need it. Okay, right. 125. Well, I, I, I no options. More than that. <laughs> but we could go up to 125. Uh, but but that's it. Otherwise, uh, go ahead and test uh, restricted free agency. Um, how about some attainable incentives to get to 143? Just to, based on sure. team success, we don't sure. we don't need to hammer those out oh. exactly. Because well, I, I was uh, thinking... I'm sick of talking to you right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I understand. I knew how excited you'd be. <laughs> Uh, but, but if you if you could say you know second round of the playoffs 
uh, or oh, beyond, we've something we've along those lines. We've been to the conference finals. Let's do it with the uh, NBA finals and championships and all defensive teams. All right, that's enough. I'm going I'm <laughs> to get out get out there on the market. If you can't even – second round of the playoffs is a reasonable amount of success every year for, for this team. Uh, so, yeah, if you can't give me the extra $17 million over five years in incentives for making the second round of the playoffs, I'll, I'll just find it an offer sheet elsewhere. Okay. Right. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. All right, well, that was fun. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Kyle Lowry, I'll, I'll start by saying that all of Dan's teams are excluded. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, is anybody, is any team not controlled by Dan, uh, <laughs> want to make an offer for Kyle Lowry? We are about eight minutes away from you begging the Knicks to make their large offer. Go ahead. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, so why don't we just, let's just establish like the universe here of just teams, teams that are interested, you know, so I'm 35. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong here, but the, the longest contract that I could sign with another team at this point is now three years. Correct. I could sign for four with the Raptors, but three, if I'm going elsewhere to the over 38 rule. I mean, I suppose hypothetically, you could sign a longer contract, but you would need the cap space for all of that to fit within three years. Well, yes. I mean, that's it basically. Yes. Uh, the, the, the point of it, it would be a zero year, which is uh, now we're really getting it interesting for people. But <laughs> yeah, so you can, you basically it doesn't behoove anyone to sign a longer contract than, than three years. But uh, Dan, would you like to get back to negotiating with me now? Uh, <laughs> so uh, let's uh, but I'm basically looking for three years, 100 million and the, the years and money talks. That is the number one consideration you know if we're close on the money then the destination maybe comes into it a little bit but uh teams that are out there just generally that type of a framework uh are are there any teams that are willing to make me that type of an offer for three years 100 million chris paul just got that basically he he here we can't get quite there we have roughly 23 million space so you can keep us in mind if we're we're more in the 75 million range over three years uh so we wanted to mention that and well well heat i will say this though if you were to to, if you could come to an agreement with Duncan Robinson and Kendrick Nunn or just let Kendrick Nunn go, then you might have enough. I, I think if we started it there and you gave me the max raises, like I think that is something that I would be a, a contract that I would be amenable oh, no. to. I have it with roster holds that roughly that we're roughly 23 million, even letting Kendrick Nunn go. We're not going to let both of them go, but we could let Kendrick Nunn go and give you more. That's, what That's true. Yeah. So I guess that even with Robinson, if you come to an agreement with him, remove his qualifying offer, bump him down to a under $2 million cap hold, then you're still, you're probably starting at like 25 million a year. Yeah, roughly. All right, Maver- Mavericks here. We can start you at 25 million a year. Ooh, that is uh, that is exciting. Can't do any more than that. No, I mean we might be able to trim a little fat around the edges, but uh, we're already pretty lean at this point. Yeah, I mean you could you could move on from Trey Burke very easily, right? To 3.1 million. That could give you. Uh, I, I guess that only gives you another like million. We probably and a half do it, but space, I, I'm sorry. I've, when was the three-year hundred million dollar offer out there? <laughs> I don't. I don't recall hearing that well, one. Well, okay, but that, I, I, the initial question was: Would anyone be willing to, and, to and, make that and offer? And there were so. crickets, and then we gave you the real offers. <laughs> 
Uh, Sixers here are the math gets really tough for us at more than about 20, 20 to 22 million a year. But if you're in that range, we think we're the best we're the best fit in terms of talent. And we'd have to negotiate with the Raptors, but we think we can make a sign in trade work there. Uh, okay, so you're starting at 22. So what is what does that contract work out to? So I mean, if you would want a shorter contract, then theoretically, we could use non bird or early bird that would be available as well. But if starting at 22 million with with 5% raises would be roughly 70 million over three years. All right. Uh, anybody else in this mix other than the Heat, the Mavs, and the Sixers? Knicks? Oh, hello. We were waiting to hear from you. <laughs> Uh, Knicks would be interested in a higher salary, uh, but two years, maybe like two years, uh, sixty million. Mm, that's not bad. Any, any, uh, the, but the, they, the yeah. Bulls are the Bulls are interested, but I don't think we, you know, we're we're roughly twenty million in space, so we can't really make a better offer of these other teams. Um, and and that's with moving on from Sadoransky, but not young. Yeah, yes. you you guys, Bulls. How, what did you end up deciding on those non guarantees? Now that we're past July first, um, we're keeping or, Thaddeus Young and moving on from Sadoransky. Yeah, or August second in this place case um yeah i mean bulls like if you could it sounds like nobody is really getting to my number you know if you can offer 90 million dollars over three years you, i mean you've got guys on your roster like you could stretch out for Camino or trade him or something if you could get to that level uh like i said you know 20 million dollars more guaranteed than these other teams that's uh that would speak to me i'm looking at at if we did 27 million as starting salaries that would be three years 85 million and so that i'm i'm seeing what i can do to create to create that kind of that level of space but would that be would that be enough for you well so bulls you so you've got the five million of sadaransky which were how do you have how do you even have 20 million at this point i've got you 16.5 if i get all get wipe away everybody else yeah, I'm a yeah, little bit. I'm yeah. a little bit short of that right now. I was, I was just using it, using it as a rough estimate. I'm just seeing, yeah. I'm just seeing so, where you are. So you really would have to figure out a just dump Al Aminu on somebody, or stretch stretch that over three years. That get us close. Well, even even that would only get you to maybe like 22 million starting salary, though 23 million. So that's that's really not any more than what these other teams are offering. So uh, Bulls, if you can figure out a way to get to, I mean, because frankly, your situation isn't as good as some of these other teams, so you're going to have to overpay. But if you pay for 20 million dollars more over three years then uh, i'd be very interested uh and nicks your your offer is 60 million guaranteed over two years yes if you could give me a third year you got me yeah no thank you <laughs> so it's really and, and toronto you're you're not interested in re-signing me at all no now that we've drafted jalen Suggs, we feel like we've got our backcourt going forward Okay, so it's really basically deciding between very similar money between Miami, Philly, and Dallas. And Dallas, could you up your offer just a little bit? Like, if you could do that, you would get me, whether it's through moving on from Burke or maybe Dwight Powell. Yeah, we view Powell as still part of our core. Is there a team out there interested in Trey Burke? You Oklahoma could also C- Oklahoma City yeah. here. We'll take him on, but you have to give us something small. Yeah. Well, he's got yeah, he's got that three point three million dollar player option for right. next year. Also, also, you could move on from Derek Jones as well, Dallas. We view him as an important part of our team. So at this point, we'd rather we'd rather make that move involving Trey Burke because now we have we'd potentially have you as is our backup point guard. So not the same need for Trey Burke. Uh, so, so what's what's my starting salary then if you are able to move on from Burke? Twenty seven point seven five million. Okay, that's pretty good. Uh, anything else you could do to sweeten the deal? I mean, none of these other teams can offer more, right? Like Philly, you're just uh, you're uh, we're pretty we're pretty tied up. Yeah. If you want to do a player option on year three, we will we will do that. Yeah, I guess the odds of me opting out of that are probably pretty low <laughs> in the end. 
Um, and frankly, you know, it might be it might be good just for all of us to have that flexibility. If it's going well, we could kind of do what Chris Paul uh, just did if we wanted to, uh, where if it if that worked for you. So, all right, I, that's uh, I think that's the best offer here. You know, Philly, I guess it would have been nice to come back and you know, we'd have a pretty good team with me and, and CJ McCollum. But I think I'm the, the missing piece for this Mavs group. And, uh, you know, they offered the most money. And that's what I said was the most important to me. So Dallas Mavericks, come on down. So what is that uh, uh, full contract then? If you move on from Burke, that puts us as, uh, yeah, 27. It's it's 87.5 million. 87.5 million. Yeah, that'll do. And so uh, OKC, uh, OKC and Dallas, you probably should work out this trade. Though, I, I, so think those, I think those, I think those nuances aren't necessarily great radio. Like, I mean, there are so many teams that could facilitate a guy who makes three point five million dollars. Like, it's just, right. it's easy. Since when has great radio ever concerned us uh, uh, on this podcast? Has anyone listened to these this past <laughs> forty minutes of negotiation? <laughs> All right, so Kyle Lowry now a member of the Dallas. Mavericks, very exciting. The Mavs still have their room exception left. That's about it, though. And uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. will not be rejoining the Mavs, it it would appear. That's a a blow for him that Kyle Lowry accepted this deal. Another very interesting point guard potentially returning to his team. Kyle Lowry, Chris Paul have really set the market for veteran all-star point guards. I'm actually younger than those guys are as Mike Conley in Utah. So I, I would like that same deal, Utah, uh, that Cal Lowry just got. I, I made the All-Star team last year. So, and I, Did Cal Lowry make the All-Star team that, last year? He didn't, right? So, yep. yeah, that's uh, that's what I'd like, Jazz. Uh, what do you say? Let's let's run it back. We could have won the championship this year if it hadn't been for injuries. Well, you made the All-Star team in the Western Conference. Oh, no. Kyle, Kyle Lowry had to play in that loaded Eastern Conference where the NBA champions are, where, you know, where there's all those good teams. Uh, you had a real nice season. Uh, we'd like to have you back. That's a little high for us. Uh, how would you feel about three years? Uh, let's say sixty million. Well, uh, Philly and Miami, both winning teams. You guys uh, interested in ma- making an offer for me? Yeah, Heat here. Um, we were thinking three years, seventy-two million. That's oh uh, baby. Like wow. That's, I mean, we can we think that you're an important piece for us, and the nuances. I mean, you could you fit with Jimmy Butler. We can keep a lot of our core together. That would make it hard to retain Kendrick Dunn, but we're getting you, so we're fine with that. Uh, Jazz here, we we would match that same offer. Uh, we think you want to stay in Utah. We we would do the same. Three years, seventy two million, huh? Wow. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I'll just go back to Utah then, unless there are any other offers. Philly, it seems like it, I don't know if the Jazz would even agree to a sign and yeah, trade I, there it, anyway. It, it so. seems it seems not worth engaging. So. Yeah, I think we'll uh, we'll resign in Utah. Thanks, thanks, Heat. But uh, sorry, that didn't didn't uh, work out for the us. Miami leverages. What is going <laughs> on here? They've they've been the leverages before uh, at times. But yeah, so that's uh, that's really interesting. But so I mean, what is that tax bill going to be for the Jazz this year? Then they they may have to eventually make some other moves to dump salary. Although I don't know if we uh, we have to do that on this program. And that is a big number. What's that starting salary for three years? Seventy-two million. Twenty-three. Oh, they could actually make it a little lower because they can do eight percent raises. So yeah, uh, twenty-two point yeah. two. Oof. Yeah, that is a as it stands now fifty. Uh, the uh, team salary plus tax for the Jazz is two hundred and fourteen million right now. But yeah, I guess we will not be using our mid-level exception. <laughs> 
<laughs> if you're a jazz fan, uh, not sure how much more you want to listen. <laughs> well, I mean, in theory, in their real offseason, they can make some trades uh, for sure as well, potentially. Yeah. Um, and I, I will note as, as an aside, this is why I went crazy about the signings that they made last year for Jordan Clarkson and Derek Favors is that those get so much more costly if you want to bring back Mike Conley at this sort of a price. Are you listening, Chris Paul? Are you listening to what you're asking from us? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, Ryan, Ryan Smith is in the situation that you maybe might be in a couple of years right now. So, uh, all right, let's uh, let's finish out the premium point guards here with uh, one Spencer Dinwiddie. Hopefully the offers will agree that Spencer Dinwiddie is a premium point guard option, although certainly if there are any point guards that any of you would have above Spencer Dinwiddie, we can talk about that. But I think I, I'm guessing Dinwiddie is kind of the next guy here. So what are the offers for uh, Spencer Dinwiddie? Ready to go, by the way. Uh, med- medical checks out, fully cleared, ready to get started here for whoever wants to bring me in. So I have three different teams that are still, that are potentially interested in Spencer Dinwiddie, and they all have relatively similar money to spend. Um, So basically, I'll start this way. If the Heat, the Sixers, and the Bulls all offered roughly $18 million a season, who would, be mo- who would you be most interested in going to? Probably... The Heat, the Bulls. Bulls would definitely be last, especially because those assholes uh, cut me. Hey, different regime. Don't 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 blame us for that. John Paxson's still there, amazingly. I mean, somehow. did what he? You you'd have a bigger role. I'll just mention as the Bulls briefly. You'd have a bigger role with us than anyone else. I agree that our team isn't necessarily at the same level as them, but you'd get to play with Zach Levine. You get to play with Vooch as well. You'd have spacing to work with, and you're gonna be you're gonna have a real opportunity there. If you're in Miami and you're in Philadelphia, you're lower on the pecking order. If you want to be that, more power to you. But we, it, it's just different things depending on what you want. Yes, and what I want is probably not to be in Chicago unless the money is gonna be like way way higher than other, other we can't places, go way way higher we could go a little higher but we can't go way way higher right um so philly i mean you're gonna have to, you'd have to work out a sign and trade with the nets so i mean I, I don't see how that works because the nets aren't going to take back well no we would we would uh, send salary. we would send players to a third team i mean we have we have talented players so we we could theoretically we could theoretically work it out but we just want to see if you're see if you're interested you know we have george hill is, is an obvious one and then we could potentially make a move with seth curry but we'd like to keep seth curry if we could i see so you'd send guys out elsewhere create yes. a trade exception and you could you could sign That's, me that that is the con- well it, it wouldn't be trading a creating a trade exception it would be a three-team trade because we couldn't we did we'd be doing it piecemeal and you can't create a single trade exception big of that but that's that's additional yeah. nuance that isn't particularly yeah no that's a, that that is a good point though yeah so hmm that's a tough call between Philly and Miami. And these are both four-year offers? Philly would like to uh, partially protect the final, half half guarantee the final year. But yeah, we can't offer a fourth year, just in case something bad happens. Yeah. Uh, but Miami doesn't feel that way. They're willing nope. to... We believe in our medical staff. <laughs> And so, so what is the full offer there, Miami, over four years? Well, so what we were thinking is this would be, uh, it would be 18 million per year. So it'd be four years, 72 million. And we'd, fig- we'd figure out the structure depending on what other things are on the table that could theoretically allow us to retain Kendrick Dunn and do some other things. We just kind of need to see, we need to see what, we, we might even end up front-loading it depending on how everything works. Yeah, I, if you can go a little bit higher, Miami, I, I think you got me. Like, because you, you have more space to use right now. Even if you like, you could start me at twenty point 
four million, and that's even withholding onto the cap holds of Robinson and Nunn, and and that's not even talking about you know doing the gyrations where you pull their qualifying offer and open up more space. So we're how about four years, eighty million? So that's an a flush twenty million per. We might need to structure it a little bit differently, but we we that that get I think that gets you close enough. Another thing I'd actually would be willing to consider if you wanted to would be a two plus one but that starts at like the most you can give if you uh renounce or, or, or pull the qualifying offer on Robinson and none, which, you know, realistically, either you come to an agreement with them or they're just gone. So you can do that regardless. So if you would, we could do three years on a two plus one, you know, starting at what would that be like 23 million, something like that. Uh, I might be more amenable to that than the four year, uh, the four year 80 million. We'd rather have the four year $80 million deal. So unless someone comes with something stronger, we, 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 we think we're in a strong position. Okay, fair enough. I think I'll do the four years, eighty million with the Heat. Uh, Philly here would, if, if we could up it a little bit, would that make a difference? Like we can't, we don't have too much flexibility here because the hard cap and everything else, and we don't even know what Brooklyn, you know, what their deal yeah. is. Yeah, about Brooklyn being willing to to play ball. It seems like it's too complicated, Philly. You're gonna have to work out this other deal as well. You probably might have to give up a pick to get the the uh, matching salary to bring me in also. Uh, and I think my role in Miami is pretty defined and, uh, you know, kind of like being in Miami. So let's uh, let's do that on a four-year, $80 million deal. And we can work out the structure of that later. Um, you know, we could even start that a little lower this year if you feel like there's a chance to, I mean, you might be able to create enough room to bring in another player um, with me, depending on what happens with Robinson and Nunn. So if you wanted to start me lower, we could do that. And frankly, like starting lower isn't the end of the world because you're getting more money taken out due to making up the pandemic losses early in the contract rather than later. Yeah. Okay. Seems Net, like we have an agreement. Let's here. Can we do this as a sign and trade to create that trade exception? We're willing to offer our 2022 second round pick for that. Don't do it. Don't That's do it. He, we're we're working 20, against them for in the your East. 2022 second. Not, not for something like that. If you give us, if you, if you give us something juicy, maybe, but I mean, I believe we traded all of juicy last year to get James Harden. Would you, got, you would can, you give us, you Nick, can, how about, how about Nick Claxton? No, no. Absolutely not. Uh, Nick's never made an offer on Spencer Dinwiddie, huh? Uh, our, our our offers were were just slightly below that in that range, uh, but w- would have been just slightly below. So, yeah. And, and as we know, Dan Feldman doesn't like to waste his time in these negotiations. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again so much for listening on Dunked On Prime. We'll be back probably tomorrow with part two. And a reminder, if you are a monthly subscriber, you can save some money and get total access with our special mock off season sale. That's $125 for the year. If you pay up front, you get so much more, including our salary sheets, which get updated live during free agency. The links that Danny and I sent out, access to the Discord, access to our chats. And you get all that for less per month, $125 a year versus $144 if you're just paying monthly and only getting the podcast. Thanks so much again for being a subscriber. This, of course, is our most fun episode to do, and we're really proud to be able to bring it to you. Talk to you all soon. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.